Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the Oh My God Unlaunching Podcast, and on today's episode, I'm talking to Catherine Beck, who is a voice coach, and, you know, we are talking about how your voice is so important, obviously not just when launching, but, you know, how we speak is just as important as, you know, the words that you use. So you don't want to miss this. This is really eye-opening, so stay tuned. Okay, so one quick note before we get into today's episode. Now, we all know creating content takes time but it will be more effective if you already have mapped out your entire launch so that you know exactly what needs to be done, by when, and by who. Now, if you want to have a stress-free launch, all you have to do is sign up for my free Map Out Your Launch mini course so that you'll have a solid launch plan for your next launch. Now, you'll find the link in the show notes or you can go to www.kenwescar.com forward slash launch plan. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Wesker, and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. All right. Welcome to the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Westgar, and today I have Catherine Beck with me. She's from Australia, and it's evening, so welcome, Catherine. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your podcast. It's a pleasure, and um, today we're going to talk a little bit about, um, well, we're going to discuss a little bit about messaging, but you talk about messaging in a different kind of way. It's not about you know, necessarily words that you use, but obviously also important, but it's also the voice that you use. That is your expertise. So I can't wait to do that. But before we get into that, um, I would love for you to just introduce yourself, you know, who you are, who you help and how you help people. Yeah, absolutely. I am Catherine Beck. I I have a funny story. And um, we were talking about this briefly before we started. I'm American. So a lot of people think that I'm based in the US, but I've been living overseas in Sydney, Australia yeah. for over 17 years. And I think that's a big part of my story is that for me, in what I do in teaching voice, it's about giving pe- giving people a global perspective of how culture plays a really big part in how we speak and communicate and mm-hmm. how we can use that to our benefit in business and going from perhaps being a local business to working globally, which is a very big part of our lives now with the digital space, you know, really impacting everyone's lives over the couple of years. So I started out as an actor and a voiceover artist. And when I moved over to Sydney, I thought, well, how am I going to still be an actor if I sound American and I want to work in this market? So I learned the Australian accent and it was through that process that I decided that I wanted to go back to school and get a graduate degree in voice and quickly decided that I didn't want to just work in Sydney. I wanted to work all over the world. And that's what started my online entrepreneur uh, desires. And so I went from working just with actors 
coaching them on their American accent so they could get jobs in the U.S. film and TV industry to now I work with all sorts of people in all aspects of their professional lives in terms of using their voice in their business. So that's a little bit about what I do. Mm -hmm. And um, the first thing that kind of comes into mind when it's, you know, when talk about voice is that, um, you know, obviously everyone has a different, I guess the voice kind of, I don't know the word for it, but you kind of go high and low and how you end the sentences and all that stuff. It's really different from, you know, country to country or yeah, person to person, maybe even as well. But is that a challenge for you when you're trying to teach people how to use their voice? I think it's really eye-opening for people because a lot of people don't think about how they use their voice and that there are certain patterns to how you speak based on from where you are. So for example, when I moved to Australia, you hear a lot of upward inflections, which means uh, generally the questions end on a higher pitch where things start to sound like questions. It all goes up mm -hmm. at the ends of thoughts or the ends of statements, uh, which is different to generally what you tend to hear in the U.S., which is more of a downward inflection where the pitch ends down at a full statement. So anything that ends in a period or full stop tends to have more of a downward note. So that is, you know, a mm -hmm. difference. And so depending on where you're from, there's different sort of intonation patterns. And what I've noticed when you're looking to speak to a bigger audience is looking at something specifically like that, how can we um, enhance our intonation to reach a bigger audience so that we have certainty and authority behind our voice? So if you are a person that has a lot of these really high upward inflections where it perhaps could be, um, you know, the audience may think that there's some sort of hesitancy or doubt behind what you're speaking about, even though there isn't on your end, they may receive it that way. You may want to look at mm -hmm. having a downward inflection, little things like that. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, that could be kind of challenging for a lot of people. I mean, I'm from Norway, so we do tend to speak a little bit differently in terms of intonations, but so, yeah, I, th I think that would be a challenge for a lot of people. And that's kind of what you help people with, isn't it? Kind of how they would use their voice. Yeah, exactly. What you realize is that it is hard to shift your voice. And that's because you've spoken pretty much one way your entire life, lives. And so when you're looking to enhance your voice or shift it in some sort of way, it's a lot harder than people think that it is. When we speak, it's a habit. So when we're looking to enhance or shift our voice, it's about replacing one habit with a new habit. It's not that you still can't speak the way you do, but if you're looking to enhance your voice for your profession, then what we need to do is instill that daily repetition. So we start to 
incorporate that as a daily habit. And that requires just a little bit of effort each day of doing specific things to get you to that end goal. Mm -hmm. How long does it take to build a new habit? Usually about three to four weeks. So it's that daily practice every day. Exactly. And how much does this affect, you know, the way your message gets across? You kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I would assume that it, maybe depending on the audience that you have. I mean, for my instance, I have audiences in usually U.S. and Canada. That's probably where I get the most audience. And, um, you know, me from being from Norway, I might have to think about that a lot more in terms of how I speak versus the Norwegian way of speaking in terms of the U.S. way. Yeah, it. I, I think it tremendously affects our messaging. We... In the online space, you know, when you're launching, for example, you spend so much time crafting your messaging, really thinking about those words that you're going to put on your sales mm -hmm. page or speak in the webinar or uh, that video that you're going to make for a Facebook ad. But we don't necessarily think of the delivery. How are you going to say those words in a way that's really going to connect with your potential clients, those people that you want to work with, how are you going to create influence and impact with them? The most effective way is through your voice, because what we're doing is we are creating an experience for them. We are taking them on a journey from where they are now to where they want to be. And when we can connect to them emotionally and in a very personal and relatable way, that's where they're going to develop that know, like, and trust for you and want to take that next step and work with you because you are the right person to take them on that path to the transformation that they desire. It's all about emotions and feelings, so pain points. All of that can get conveyed so naturally in your voice. The problem is, is that for us, for most of us as human beings, we tend to suppress that. And I think for a lot of us, mm -hmm. there's that worry or fear of how is that person going to perceive us when we speak a certain way? So we tend to put a little barrier between us and our audience. But when we can chip away at that barrier and really let our audience see who we are, that's when they want to work with us because they realize we're a real human being. We're not just some sort of talking face on the computer. We're an actual person mm -hmm. that cares about their end results. Absolutely. And, um, you know, when you hear people talk with an accent, um, which is really common these days, obviously, because we're doing so much online, um, there's probably a lot of people who are thinking, you know, I'll have this accent and it's really noticeable. And I don't know if I want to, you know, do podcasts or speak in a video because I'm afraid that people are going to think this and that. Um, how do how do we kind of deal with that? Because, I mean, I think personally, people with an accent is kind of, it's a nice thing, you know, to kind of hear where they're originally from instead of trying to hide it too much. Yeah, exactly. I think an accent is a great thing. It tells us your history of who you are and we really get to know you. Really for me, it's not about getting rid of your accent. 
you'll hear terms like accent modification, but I like to think about it more so like accent enhancement. You're enhancing the voice that you have, the accent that you Mm -hmm. have. So ultimately, all you really want to do is create clarity, which means allowing your audience to understand your message. So that comes down to two things for me creating space within the mouth and releasing tension. When you can create that space and release tension, that's when your message goes from your body into the other person's body because there's the passageway for the sounds and the information for the emotions all to travel outward. Oftentimes they get trapped within us and we don't know how to break that through into the other person because everything is so closed and tight within our articulators, which are our jaw, our lips, our tongue, our soft palate, these parts of the body that help us form sounds when we have an accent. And so when we can start creating more space, more dexterity with those muscles, releasing tension, that's when you start to really open up your accent and your voice to make that impact with the other person. So for me, no need to lose your accent. That's one of your great benefits. That's who you are. You want to share that with the world. Your ultimate goal is just to be able to be understood. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Um, I lost my train of thought here, but um, yeah, it will get back to me. <laughs> Uh, but obviously, you know, use, using our voice uh, can, you know, help us get, you know, further in our business and grow our business, but it can also kind of hold us back from, you know, growing our business. Um, how do you suggest we kind of get that going to yeah. help us grow it versus, you know, holding us back? Yeah, well, I think awareness is the first step and is really key. A lot of us have no idea that our voice could be holding us back back or repelling people from actually wanting to work with us. One of the easiest things to do is start watching back what you're putting out there or listening back to what you're putting out there. Mm-hmm. So if it's a bit video, you know, that, that can be hard though. <laughs> yeah, it is hard. It, it can be confronting. And that, you know, that's why I do it with a lot of my clients. I go through that process with them because a lot of us don't want to watch the video. We don't want to listen to the podcast because we are already hesitant or feel awkward using our voice, putting ourselves out there. And so the moment that we can start to confront those fears and those worries and insecurities and sit down like you would do a launch debrief, right? You would do a launch debrief. This is your, your voice debrief. It's your performance review of your voice. You sit down Mm -hmm. and you really assess your performance. I think of it like a performance, your voice and how you present yourself, whether it's a launch or in a video, or in a podcast, we're, we're assessing how well did we do. And we're looking at all the different areas about your voice and really, you know, seeing what our strengths were and what our weaknesses are and how we, we can improve for next time. So that's really key for me. And then, you know, from there, it's about looking at those areas that we can enhance and starting to 
practice that and work on that and utilize that in different ways, whether it's an off-the-cuff conversation with somebody, it could be on a discovery call, or it could be preparing your launch copy for a, a live launch, for example, or a webinar, making sure that you feel really comfortable and confident with using your voice and speaking with authority and really identifying in that, you know, launch copy, how can I connect with my audience? What are some of those key words where I can connect an emotional uh, response to my audience? When you can do that, that's where you're going to start to go from perhaps not getting that, you know, conversion that you're looking for to really going to that next level. Mm, exactly. Um, I took a note of what I was going to say or ask you. <laughs> so now I know. <laughs> Um, what I was going to ask you was that, you know, there's more to voice than just, you know, the intonations and ups and downs and all that, but there's a whole lot of other things that kind of affect our voice. Um, what are some of those things that can affect our voice or how we use yeah. voice? You know, it starts with how we're feeling our state of mind, right? So if you're not feeling a hundred percent, we will hear it in your voice. If you're hesitant or mm -hmm. um, not sure, let's say you've you've got a launch and you're nervous about the launch. Maybe uh, last time you did a webinar and this time you're doing a, uh, a five-day challenge. And so there's a lot of changes. So if you're in a frame of mind of feeling nervous before you go live, for example, well, we're going to hear that in your voice. You can hear that insecurity mm. or that nervous energy, that bubbling of excitement, it all comes through in your voice. So if you can get yourself into a really great frame of mind leading up to something like that, it, it really makes a great impact within your launch. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I would say, you know, one thing of the um, feeling insecure or nervous would kind of portray itself in you speaking faster maybe Correct. instead of, you know, slowing down and taking things a little bit easy. Yeah, exactly. And if you're speaking, is that something that we could use a little bit more effectively as well? Yeah, no. So it's, it's looking at, you know, our voice, I call it a voice toolkit, the different ways that we can enhance our voice. And one of those is the rhythm, the pace. So if you're speaking too fast, it's very hard for your mm -hmm. audience to get that information. You have to realize that your audience is getting that information for the first time. It makes sense to you, but it doesn't necessarily make sense to your audience. And so we need to be able to absorb that information. That's why, you know, varying your speeds within the launch is really great. It's not all fast. It's not all slow. There's a rhythm there. When you think of, for example, a great sitcom, mm -hmm. you know, the great comedians or somebody who's in a sitcom, there are a variety of different rhythms in there in the delivery of lines that takes us on that journey and that experience. It's not all said the same rhythm. It's not all fast. It's not all slow. So you want to be able to instill that uh, variety of rhythms throughout and that comes through 
really understanding your message and what you're going to say and when you need to slow down so your audience gets a specific and very important point, and then when you want to pick up the pace on something else that perhaps isn't as important. And pausing can be very effective as well, really utilizing Mm. a pause for effect. Also, pausing is really a great moment for you as a speaker to catch up with your thoughts, to give yourself a moment to think about the next thing that you want to say. This is oftentimes where you might hear filler words like an um or an ah or a like or, you know, something that perhaps enters into your speech over and over and over again because you're nervous or you're apprehensive or you're feeling a little bit overly excited. That's when all those little extra words tend to creep mm-hmm. in. And I, we tend to see that a lot on people being on stage where they actually take a moment, you know, walk across the stage. And that's like, that's the pause, but they're obviously, you know, thinking about what they're going to talk about next or something like that, right? That's right. And it can be a really powerful thing because you're allowing your audience to know, hey, I got this. This is my time to speak. And I'm okay taking whatever time I need to gather my thoughts and think about the next direction I'm going to take you on. And your audience is right there with you because they're they're ready to hear you speak. They're in no hurry. They want to hear the wisdom that mm-hmm. you have to share, right? So for a lot of us doing launches, the you know, the the end goal is for our audience to see us as a visionary, as a thought leader, as an expert in our fields. Well, when we look at the top experts and visionaries in the online space, are they rushing through to finish the launch? No, they're taking their time because they know what they have to share is so valuable to their audience, that that audience is willing and ready and able to stay with them through that launch because they are captivating and inviting them in and engaging with them in a way that makes them want to stay and listen to every single word you have to say because it speaks volumes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And there's also... The way you emphasize certain words, I kind I kind of notice you kind of do it in the same thing when you talk about the, what you're talking about right now is that you put some emphasis on certain ver- words. Yeah, it's you know, it's a it's a force of habit for me. It comes naturally, but that comes with <laughs> uh, over 20 years of being in voiceovers. You know, a voiceover actor, what we do for a a living basically is we are taught to sell a product with our voice. If we're thinking about commercials, if we're thinking about ads, we're selling a product Mm -hmm. with our voice. And in a sense, isn't that kind of what we're doing as an online entrepreneur? Selling a product or a service with your voice. And so for me, I like to take it one step further. It's about connecting to the transformation that our audience desires. And the most effective way to do that is through identifying the emotional context behind what we're speaking about. What is it that our audience wants? 
What is that feeling that our audience is feeling? When we can lean into those emotions and those attitudes and those behaviors, that's where that starts to become exciting because our audience starts to become engaged with what we're talking about. I can talk about, this is my cell phone and I got it, oh, I think last year and it's really great. Or I could say, hey, Ken, this is my cell phone. I got it last year. It's really great and I love using it. One way I'm just sharing words with you. Another way I'm connecting Mm -hmm. an emotional feeling. I want you to feel what I'm feeling, right? Which way is going to get you engaged and want to keep the conversation going? Obviously the latter. (laughs) The one with emotion. So our audience, yeah, they want to connect to us. They want to know that we feel what they're feeling, right? And that's when I was talking Mm -hmm. about, you know, there being a barrier there. In acting, when, you know, we're on stage, we call it breaking down the fourth wall. So when you're on a stage, oftentimes you see the actors talking to each other, but we don't connect to the audience. There's an imaginary fourth wall there. So what we want to do is break down that fourth wall and look at the audience and say, hey, I am here. I am with you. I hear you. I see you. I feel you. I am engaged with you. I want to connect with you. And that's what we want to do. That's what our audience is craving from us every time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, One thing that I got to my mind here is that when we're doing video or something like that, you kind of have to kind of overdo it because video doesn't really portray in the same way you would do in other formats, I guess. And um, I think a lot of people would think that, you know, well, that's not me. You know, I'm not that kind of type of person. I'm not, you know, the ones like all over the place and doing that kind of stuff. (laughs) Uh, Have you dealt with that with your clients or seen that as an issue with, you know, how to kind of use your voice? Yeah, absolutely. And, And I've, you know, dealt with that myself in the online space as well when I'm doing things on video. I think of it like this. We have different personas different voice personas. There's our voice when we wake up in the morning and we're sleepy and we're tired or right before we go to bed at night. It's still our voice, but it's our sleepy voice. There's a voice when, you know, we are um, going on a first date with somebody and it's a little bit flirty and fun and exciting. It's still us, but that's a different type of voice than when we first wake up in the morning. There is our voice when we want to energize and create that enthusiasm with our audience. It's still us, but yet it's another voice persona. So we have, they're all us and they're all our voices, but there's different types of energy and emotions when we speak depending on our end results or our objective. So it's about understanding that in that format, you wouldn't be using your morning voice. You would be using a different voice. It's still you, but it's a heightened version of you. And when you can think about that objective of what you want for your audience, it gives you a little bit more freedom to play. 
I like using big directions with my students and clients as well to allow them to fail, to make mistakes, to be big, to act like they're five years old when you had no inhibitions in the world and you would just be playful with your voice. Because when you allow yourself to go 150%, then it doesn't feel so weird when then you pull back to 100%. But if you're constantly worried about being too much, then we never really get to where we need to go. So for me, it's about Mm -hmm. creating a warm and safe environment for my clients to play, experiment, and make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And maybe then also watching back the videos that you're making, because that will definitely, I've I've done this in the past too, and just kind of look at the video that you recorded and it's like, oh, (laughs) I need to kick this up a notch because this was like really boring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly why you need to review your materials, your videos, your podcasts, your interviews, and really assess what the audience is seeing and hearing Mm -hmm. because what you perceive in your head isn't always what the actual outcome is. For example, when I'm speaking right now and I'm listening to my voice, my voice sounds different in my head than when I actually Mm -hmm. listen to it on a playback, right? It's, it's never exactly the same. So you need to be able to, um, assess from a playback instead of from your memory, because that's really where you're going to see the growth, you know, and, and identifying those things that you want to enhance within your voice for the next time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we've discussed intonations, we discussed pace, uh, pause, and, um, I don't know if we talk about anything else, but is there anything else that we should think about in terms of using our voice than those things? Yeah, you can think of different things. Like I like to think of the energy of your voice, the vibrations, the sound, where mm-hmm. it's traveling to. A lot of us, when we speak, the sound gets trapped within the body. It still gets held within the mouth and sometimes even travels into the body instead of out of the body. We want to think of really sharing the sound outward to the audience. And that's where, you know, a great warm up of loosening up your speech muscles, creating that space and releasing tension helps to allow the voice to travel to the other person instead of keeping it held within. But again, a lot of that goes back to state of mind. If you are hesitant, your voice Mm -hmm. is going to go in instead of out. If you're worried, scared, insecure, a little bit doubtful, the voice tends to stay within the body instead of getting projected out of the body. And that doesn't mean that when I'm talking about projection that you have to be loud. You don't have to be loud. It's just allowing the capacity for the the space so that the voice can travel out to the other person, whether they're on a computer screen or in a big audience, it doesn't matter. It's about 
letting that message be heard. You've got to open up the space so it can go out and you can share it with your audience. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And you mentioned energy a couple of times as well. And, you know, in launch that goes for the same thing, you know, you need to bring that energy to the launch as you do in your messaging, as you do in the videos, as you do with your offer. I mean, obviously energy comes back again in terms of how you're using your voice as well. Yeah, it's a really big part. And that's something that I've, I became really aware of early on in my acting career is, you know, really sensing, engaging your, your presence and, and how you relate to the other person. Um, when you can gauge that energy, it becomes a really magical thing uh, where your thoughts really connect to this energy that transcends to the other person. So do you, you know, again, it goes back to what is that objective? How do you want to make your audience feel when you can start um, sensing how that feels and how it relates to the other person? That's where magical things happen. But that becomes with awareness. You know, when I talk about energy and your voice energy and presence, mm -hmm. That's something that you have to start experiencing. It's not something that magically just happens. It becomes something that you have to continuously work on. So you can gauge when your energy is low or if it's too high, like if you're pushing it way too much. It's that fine line of gauging when you're in that sweet spot that really resonates with your audience. So I don't know. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it totally makes sense. Um, so what are some first steps that people can take in terms of, um, you know, getting started to work on their voice? Obviously, awareness is one of the first steps, but is there like the next step? What would that be? I always think a really great vocal warm up is a good way to get started. Thinking about releasing tension and just warming up your speech muscles. So that would be your lips, your lower jaw. We carry a lot of tension in our lower jaw, our tongue, our soft palate, which is, you know, if you touch the roof of your mouth and you can feel where it's hard and then you travel back and you can feel that soft tissue at the top, that's your soft palate. And that's another muscle that we can really use to help create a nice, warm, rich tone. And so Warm up is definitely key. Another thing that's really great is practicing. Cold reading, I recommend for just about everyone because that gets you feeling really confident, speaking new information, uh, and practicing making something come to life, you know, that you've read for the first time. Taking your material and putting it on film or recording it and listening back is super, super important. These are little things that you can do each day or, you know, even just once a week is going to make a tremendous impact, but it really starts with first that awareness of really starting to sense. It's not just what you say, it's how you are communicating it to the other person. The more you can start thinking about that, the easier it becomes to start noticing these changes of your voice and how you are communicating to your audience. Yes, exactly.
So before we wrap this up, though, is there anything that you feel that we left out that we need to mention? Well, I think that, you know, everyone is, you know, looking for what is that thing that's going to really take me to the next level? And sometimes it's an easier thing than you think. We all have a voice. You know, it's not something you need to go out and buy. It's something that you naturally have. And so it's really up to you if you want to enhance your voice to really get to that next level. It's all within you. It's just, do you want to take the time to practice that skill to really effectively communicate and create an impact with your audience? It's up to you. Beautiful. And, um, you know, how can people reach out to you, work with you, and get to know you? Yeah, definitely. I am Catherine Beck. So my website is catherinebeck.com. And I have a new voice program that's coming out. It's launching in January. So you can pop on the waitlist if you would like. It's catherinebeck.com slash waitlist. And I have a podcast as well. It is the Voice for Business podcast, where I talk about all things voice for your business. And you can catch me on Instagram at at Catherine underscore Beck underscore. Perfect. And um, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your expertise on how we can use our voice to um, you know, grow our businesses. So thank you so much. You're welcome. My pleasure. And uh, thank you for everybody who's been listening in this uh, week as well. And we'll catch you again next week. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.